Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Hey, this is Steve Sims, author of Bluefish in the Art of Making Things Happen. Hey, this is Bedros Koulian, founder of Fit Body Bootcamp and author of Man Up. Hey, this is Chris Ducker, author of Rise of the Upreneur. And if you want to knock down the doors in your life. And if you want to sharpen the skills of networking. And if you want to learn to be the best entrepreneur you can be. You should be listening to Build Your Network. Build Your Network podcast. Build Your Network podcast. With my good friend, Travis Chappell. Travis Chappell. Travis Chappell. Welcome back to the show. I believe that who you know is more important than what you know. If you agree, then keep on listening for tips on how to cultivate meaningful connections the right way. If you disagree, then tune in anyway to let me prove you wrong with my journey. My name is Travis Chapel, and this is the Build Your Network Podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Build Your Network podcast. Today is another compilation episode. Uh, we're in the middle of a series about mentorship and masterminds, and there's been some tremendous value been given so far, and I can't wait to share today's episode with you all. But first, you hear my guests and I talk a lot about masterminds here on the show, obviously, especially with these, uh, these last few compilation episodes that have been going out. If this is a new term to you, or you've always kind of wondered exactly what a mastermind is, you're definitely going to want to take my free mastermind course. It is everything you need to know about masterminds in just six short lessons, and it's 100% free. So there's literally no reason to not at least see what it's about. Just head over to freemmcourse.com slash enroll to grab that course and start today. This is one of the most frequently asked questions that I get is, hey, Travis, what is a mastermind? You talk about masterminds all the time. I don't really know exactly what that is or what, like, where do I find one? Who leads them? All those different types of questions. If any of those have ever come up in your head, just head over to freemmcourse.com slash enroll to grab that course and start today.
Hey there, welcome back to the show. Today, I'm really excited to bring you guys the 11th episode in this Who or What You Know series that we've been going over the last few weeks. If you're new to the show, the staple question, the one that I ask every guest that comes on is who you know or what you know, which one's more important and why? And it's been amazing over the course of 250 plus episodes to see what people's answers are and why they believe what they believe. And so I decided to go ahead and throw these all into a topic episode series that we've been launching for the past now 11 weeks. So today is part number 11, and we're featuring Steve Sims, Bedros Koulian, and Chris Ducker. Steve Sims is the real life Wizard of Oz, at least that's what Forbes calls him. He is basically a high end concierge service for the top 1% of the 1% of the 1%, if that makes sense. So he creates and delivers high end luxury experiences to the billionaires of the world, basically, is more or less what it is. It's hard to explain exactly what he does, but check out some of his stuff over at Bluefish. That's his company that he has. And then he wrote a book called Bluefishing as well that became a bestseller. Um, Plus, he's just an amazing guy. He came out to my destination retreat out in Thailand a few months back and uh, got to to spend some actual one-on-one time with him out there, just kind of hanging out, get to know him. Um, So you're definitely going to want to hear what his answer is probably the most well-connected person that I've ever had the pleasure of talking with. So you're going to want to hear what his answer is. Then we have Bedros Koulian, who is the founder of the company FitBody Bootcamp, which is now on the Inc. 5,000 fastest growing companies in the country. They are a multi nine figure company now, and they have franchises all over the country and around the world. And uh, Bedros is again all around cool guy. Has his own show, his his own personal brand. He is a best selling author of the book Man Up that I did a review on a few months back. Um, and you're not going to want to miss out on what he has to say about it either. Plus, we have Chris Ducker, who is the author of the book, Youpreneur, and also the founder of the Youpreneur movement that's based out in the UK. And he's one of the most well-known entrepreneurs out in London right now. So all three of these guys are all powerhouses, and I can't wait for you to hear what they have to say about this who or what you know topic. But really quickly before we get into that, we have all heard the Jim Rohn quote, You're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. Imagine being able to build out those top five people and personally select the caliber of people on that list. Literally nothing would be out of your reach if you could always fill that inner circle with the people that are crushing the thing that you're trying to crush. This was a mere dream to me just a couple of years ago, and now I can say I'm blessed to be able to carefully curate my circle with the people I want to be around the most, and now you can do the same thing. I recently created a training and community just for people who are interested in always being able to customize and fill their top five. It's called Explode Your Network, and it is everything that you need to know to exponentially grow your connections, level up your inner circle, and shorten your runway to success without annoying a single person or printing a single business card. Plus, it's attached to a community of like-minded people who are all interested in doing the same exact thing. So if any of this is important to you at all, you're going to want to be a part of this elite movement. Take action. Head over to travischapel.com explode to finally take control of your inner circle and shorten your runway to building the life of your dreams. And now here is who or what part number 11 with Steve Sims, Bedros Koulian, and Chris Ducker. Do you believe that what you know or who you know is more important and why? I'm trying to be subtle and polite, but it's the only thing that matters. Everyone's focused on Bitcoin at the moment. The only currency I care about is relationships. 
you're right. If someone says no, you're asking the wrong person. Hmm. I have gone out of my way to make sure that I am crystal clear and impossible to misunderstand to everyone that I talk with. So they know what I'm after, what's in it for them, and why they should be engaged in this relationship. Now, somewhere along the line, there's going to be a payment made. But the payment, the invoice in the charges are always secondary to actually the relationship and the point. If you walk up to like the academia and you say, hey, I want you to close down tomorrow because I want to open up a dinner party for six people at the feet of Michelangelo's David. Oh, and by the way, I have Andrea Bocelli come in and serenade them during dinner. How much is it going to cost? That'll hang the phone up on you. So it's the relationships that are key to getting the doors open, the important doors. Right, 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 right. So this episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is uh, the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. You have so many stories, and I know that. Can you pull out one specific story where you were trying to make something happen, but it just wasn't working, and then you made a connection with somebody, and they just opened the door wide open for you? Yeah, I can, I'll embellish on what I just spoke about. The um, I had a client that wanted to have a dinner party in Florence and he wanted an exclusive restaurant. And if anyone's ever been to Tuscany, you know, that doesn't exist. You know, the whole point of Tuscany is his family style. That's why it's so beautiful. So we had to give him something that didn't really exist. So we took over the academia and we had a dinner party at the feet of Michelangelo's David. And I thought that what I wanted to do was I wanted to see if I could get Andrea Bocelli to come in and serenade the clients. So I contacted what I thought was a more senior person and closer to the family. Actually turned out to be one of his agents. And I got the usual kind of like, oh, well, yeah, great. That sounds wonderful. You see, agents are there for two reasons. To say no or charge you three times more than what you offered. Those are the only two roles of an agent. 
And if you get hold of an agent, then you're spinning your wheels or going in circles. I knew this wasn't going anywhere, especially when they turned around. They said, yeah, we'll come back to you. They didn't say my name, phone number, or email address. And so I've been working with the Vatican. So I phoned up the Vatican, and I said, look, I've got to ask you, have you ever dealt with Andre Bocelli? And uh, the lady that I was dealing with at the Vatican said, yes, he's been here many times. And I went, you couldn't do me a favor. Give him a phone call and let him know that uh, I'm for real and I need a chat with him because I'd love him to do this. And so she did. So I used a relationship that I had credibility with to contact a relationship I didn't have yet to build and start the credibility. And if you've got someone that you admire and respect, contact you about a third party, then you go in very warm. And as it was, I got a phone call from the Bocelli camp saying, we got a call from the Vatican. Would you like us there at eight o'clock or nine o'clock? I love what you talk about in the book and they're laced throughout your stories about creating win-win situations because I think that's one missing piece for a lot of people is is there they go into it thinking like I'm there's no way this person's going to agree with this and so they think it's impossible because they're like what do I have to offer this you know I know like that one you're talking about in the book about getting a signed guitar from Maroon 5 and most people would go into that thinking well they have nothing you know they have nothing to gain or benefit from. So why would they do anything for me? And so it's always about trying to find what that win-win is going to be and then implementing it. Can you talk about creating win-win situations and some strategies that you found that help you to be able to find out what people want? Yeah, and again, we you've just used the example. So many people are concentrating on why it shouldn't, shouldn't happen rather than why it should. So I never ask a question that I can get the answer no, unless no is the answer I want. So the first thing is position you ask. Whenever you contact someone, they already know you're contacting them because you're on the bloody phone with them. They straight away know you want something because you're on the phone with them. Tell them why you want something from them, but then quickly, within five or six seconds, say, hey, I need this to happen, or I'm looking for this to happen, but the reason I'm contacting you is because I hear you have a book, I hear you have a project, I hear you have a charity, a foundation, a cause, and I have a way that I think could be very beneficial to you. Do you mind if I go into that further? Hmm. And you've told him straight away, hey, I want to speak to you about getting a signed guitar, but I realized that you've got this straight away. You're telling them why you're on the phone. You want to get them engaged and you want to get a conversation, which uncannily is a two way thing. You speak, they speak, you speak. And too many people are losing that now. So quickly tell them why you're on the phone gets the butterflies out of their stomach, makes it very clear. Oh, he's after a sign guitar, but hang on a minute. He's got an angle for my charity. All right. I'll listen. Yeah. Give them a reason to keep you on the phone. I often say, putting your foot in the door, getting your foot in the door is dead easy. Being so impossible to resist that they never want you to leave, that's the secret sauce. Hmm. Do you find, like, do you have any tips for getting past the gatekeeper or do you typically try to find the secret entrance? Like instead of going through the agent or the assistant or whatever, do you try to find a way that to just bypass that whole wall and just go through a different way? Or do you have different strategies for talking to a gatekeeper that's being, you know, really stubborn to get into that door? Oh, a conversation with a gatekeeper is easy. It's called click. Just bloody hang up. You're you're spinning your wheels in mud. It's a waste of time. Nine times out of ten, these people have their head up their ass. There's so much ego Mm. that they basically refuse you. 
And the agent, as we've already expressed, is there to say no or charge you three times more than you offer. And I'm in Hollywood, so trust me, there's a million agents that bloody hate me, but I couldn't give a <laughs> So what you should do is, first of all, research. So who you want to go should be laser target focused. So if you're after someone, especially in the media eye, then research. What are they interested in? Cars, foundations, horses, whatever. Find out what they're interested in and get in the same room. Now, you may find out that they support a local charity. Go to the charity gala. Go to the charity and say, hey, I hear you have so-and-so as one of your supporters. Do you not really like to work with that person? Would you be open to a charitable donation to make the introduction? Charities love making money. Now, agents get 10%. Charities get all of it. Hmm. So it's much more interesting for a charity to take the money than the agent to. And the other thing is charities will work harder for you to make the deal happen. So just try and find out what they're interested in and then make offers to find out how to get in that area and try and bump into them. I have bumped into hundreds of people by careful planning just to make sure I'm at that bar, I'm on that room, I'm at the table next to them. Millions of times just to be able to go, oh, hey, my name's Steve. I hear you're interested in Porsche. I love Porsche. Why are Porsche so spectacular to you? You know, get people talking about what they love. You know, I've gone up to people and I've said, oh, I, I didn't I see you on a cooking show. I've never figured you for a cook. Is that what you like to do? You know, and just get them talking about things they like talking about before you dive in with, oh, can I have a signed guitar? You know, so <laughs> just be smart and be strong. And I've had clients afterwards. These are now clients of mine that have turned around and gone, did we bump into it? And especially since this book has come out, I've had a few people go, we bumped into each other. Was that planned? <laughs> and I've gone, well, do you want it to be planned or should we just pretend it was just, uh, you know, karma? Yeah. yeah, it was just coincidence. I don't want to leave anything to luck. If I want to be in front of someone, I'm going to make sure I know where they're standing. Get a mentor who's already living the life you want and just be open-minded, growth-minded, and let the mentor start pouring into the empty vessel that you are. Which brings me perfectly into the networking conversation because that's exactly where I was hoping, that's what I was hoping you would say. Yeah, because <laughs> I just personally believe that's true. And we we're kind of talking a little bit about this before we hit the record button on this, is that when you change your network, you change everything about you. Everything. Like getting around those people, having somebody like that, like you didn't have access to that before. So how does somebody that was in your position get access to some of these people without doing what you did and moving to Beverly Hills and training millionaires? Sure. I mean, I think that's a valid way, but... That is, <laughs> yeah. that is a valid way. But you know, keep in mind, when I did this, there was no Instagram, there was no Facebook, there was no YouTube, exactly. there was no LinkedIn, right? right. And so right. thank God I chose the path of fitness and I chose the most expensive fitness service to offer, one-on-one -on -one personal training, mm -hmm where I, by default, had mentors around me. Mm -hmm. But even then, I didn't even realize I had them until one of them, Jim Franco, was like, dude, can I mentor you? Right. And oh, by the way, right. you probably have more mentors around you. Woke right. me up. And then he also put you on to virtual mentors. Yes. Like your real mentor came in and was like, here's this tape from this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. Listen to it in your car. Free mentorship. <laughs> That's it. That's it. And so today, the bigger thing is this. Most people are hanging around with chickens and ducks. So they're, they're clucking and quacking yet they want to soar like an eagle, right? So the first thing you got to do is cut out the negative, toxic, mediocre people from around you. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you a quick story about that. 
I was in Ketchikan, Alaska. The year was 2005. There was no way I would have made it there on my horsepower, my financial horsepower. Thank God that my wife's grandparents paid for this Alaskan cruise. We're walking. The cruise ship parked somewhere, tendered, whatever they call it. And Mm -hmm. we're walking in Ketchikan, Alaska. There's this older gentleman with a five-gallon paint bucket that's got water in it and like five or six crabs. And he's throwing out a net and casting Mm -hmm. for crabs, crab fishing. And so as I'm walking by, I look in his bucket and it was pretty fascinating to me. Like, wow, this guy's actually getting his own food. Yeah. But as I'm looking at the crabs, this one little ambitious crab, Travis, is climbing on top of all the other crabs. And he's starting to reach for the brim of the bucket and trying to pull himself up. I didn't want the old man to lose his crab. So I'm like, excuse me, sir, you're about to lose one of your crabs. He's trying to make a getaway. He goes, don't worry, watch what happens next. As this little ambitious crab is trying to help its way out, all the other crabs down there reach up. No and way. pull it back down. Wow. I'm hitting my wife. I'm like, do you can <laughs> see what's going on here? I've got crabs in my life. That was me. And all my friends are those crabs down there. All the people right. in my life who say I can't do it. I don't deserve it. Right. I'm not capable. I'm a foreigner. And I realized very quickly that before you step into a bigger network, you got to cut the toxic chickens, mm. crabs, ducks out of your life if you want to soar like an eagle, right? Yeah. Now, here's the easy part. The hard part is cutting those people out of your life, which mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. I was willing to, you, you, remember, the entrepreneur who wants to make the biggest money and the biggest impact on this planet has to take the biggest risk and do the scariest things. Yeah. And cutting away your high school friends or elementary school friends or family members that are toxic mm-hmm. is a scary, high-risk thing to do. Right. But you got to be willing to live in the extremes and do that. And so I was willing to do that. The other thing is, where I was a personal trainer and there was no social media for me to be around affluent people. Dude, now you can go on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, and follow the most badass, optimistic, positive, game-changing entrepreneurs or thought leaders or athletes, whatever it is you want to become. They become your virtual network. In the book, Think and Grow Rich, he talks about his virtual mastermind of people like he thought about okay well what would henry ford do if he was Mm -hmm. in my position henry ford was dead but there's enough books about henry ford where we can learn how he made decisions right right? Mm -hmm. at least a pattern that you can follow right exactly so look these days people can follow andy frisilla ed mylett gary vaynerchuk the rock you name it right Mm -hmm. and when you're doing that they become your mentors now to me that's not good enough Mm -hmm. the next step is proximity is power yes get around them proximity is power And then environmental exposure is king. And so shorten the proximity. Instead of being on the other side of your phone or screen, if they're having an event, a workshop, a mentorship, a a seminar, get there. Mm. Find a way to get there. Even if you're going to take the Greyhound bus to say at the Motel 6, get there, shake their hand. Proximity is power. Because when Jim Franco was like, I'm a millionaire, and all of a sudden I realized I've been touching and training and working with a millionaire, it changed the way I work. It changed the way I think. So, And of course, proximity is power because... When you shake their hands and you go, hey, look, you're one of my mentors that I've been following on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, they go, listen, what are you trying to achieve in life? You go X, Y, and Z. And if their network has the ability to help you, mm-hmm. they'll connect you to people in their network. Right. Proximity right. is power. And then environmental exposure, being around them over and over again, you begin to pick up their habits. Right. I found myself speaking <laughs> like Jim Franco, walking like Jim Franco. It sounds crazy and sinister, mm-hmm. but I wanted to pick up as many millionaire habits as possible and do away with blue collar. And I know people are gonna go, nothing wrong with blue collar. Listen, nothing wrong with blue collar, but become white collar, make more money. Only have a hundred years on this planet, make more money and make a bigger impact on the people that you're trying to serve. But do away with the negative toxic people and get within proximity and frequency 
of the people that you want to be like. Yeah, and frequency, that's a big thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. instead of just like, oh, I met him once and we took a picture. <laughs> like, okay, and then you went back home to your same friends by your high school and went out drinking on the weekends. Right. After you met him at the conference, you went right. back and did all the same things. Because you're probably drinking yeah. once a week with your friends, right. but you saw this cat who can change your life once. Right, Because exactly. you just told me, I hope you don't mind me sharing this, you just told me that You've got like a like a small army of sales reps who go door to door. Like you've cut your teeth in the entrepreneurial world by going doing door to door sales. Mm-hmm. Like that is one of the toughest ways to make money, and you've done that at such a young age. Well, guess what? If I want to learn door to door sales, breaking bread with you once and asking you how you did it is not enough. Yeah. For a whole year, I want to hang out with you as much as I can, hours and weeks on end, to learn your mannerisms. I want to go to many doors as possible and watch you speak. I want to see you deal with an objection, a rejection, a condition and then see how you react. Right. And then maybe at the end of the year, I've now become as good as you and, and the army that you run. Mm-hmm. But one contact with you is not enough. Right. And then once you get to that point, then you go find somebody that's better than me. I think that's kind of where a lot of people miss the boat too, is that they find one person and they get up to that person's level and then that's it. And it's just like, oh, I'm wondering why I'm stuck. Well, how, what did you do to get to there in exactly. the first place? You got around somebody that was on a different level than you are. So now you got to go find another person that's on a different level than you are again. And just repeat the same process mm-hmm. over and over again. The ladder has many rungs. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So God ask you this. It's a question I ask every single guest that comes on the show. Who you know or what you know, which one's more important and why? Truthfully, who I know is more important because the things I don't know, I can get from who I know. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That has always been, it's funny. I, I've asked this question to over 150 people now on the show, the, the Grant Cardones and Jack Canfields and a lot of these people that are, you know, kind of in this same circle. And when I first formed the question for the show, I thought it was just like a layup question, like a toss. And then you knock it out of the park, say right. who, and then we're both on the same page. We talk about networking for like an hour, but like, that's not how it happened. What percentage of people yeah. go the route of what you know? Probably about 20%. But there's a large percent that always say both. They try to get away with saying both. I always make people, at the beginning, I would let people do whatever they wanted. But now I'm like, no, 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 feet to the fire. You got to pick one. Like you can only work on one for the next five years, which the two are you going to focus on. And it seems to always come back to the who. And the illustration that I give is imagine that you go to an amusement park with your buddies. We're we're close to Santa Clarita. So you're going to Six Flags in Valencia, right? With your buddies. And let's say they go in line but you have to go to the bathroom and then grab a hot dog and drink and eat. And then you come back to the line and there are 50 people ahead. This is what I think networking is, is the ability to, when you look up in that line, they're up there and they say, hey, Bedros, we're up here. Come, come up us. here with us, right? Come up here with us. So you're still walking the same steps. Like you have to walk those same steps. You don't just get to like transport there, but you're going way faster than everybody else, right? Because the people that you know, have already been in those same exact yeah, steps. They had to go inches. As, exactly. You get to go yards. Right, right, exactly. So it will always shortcut the road that. to like knowing more things, having more knowledge, and just getting around yeah. those right people. You know, in Napoleon Hill's book, again, going back to Think and Grow Rich, he talks about a scene, and I might slaughter this, but the point will come across. Henry Ford is on trial, mm-hmm. and he's on trial because, I forget why, but basically they were trying to erode his credibility. Mm-hmm. How can you create vehicles? How can you create the assembly line? You're not an engineer. Mm -hmm. You're not a mechanic. You don't know how to paint vehicles. You don't know anything about tires and wheels and engines. How can you create, do this? You're not an entrepreneur. How do you run a business? How do you pay people? And they were trying to erode his credibility. And Henry Ford very calmly said, young man to the attorney, young man, I'm not an accountant. I'm not an engineer. I'm not an architect. I'm not a mechanic. I certainly don't know how to paint, but on my desk is a box. 
And this box has buttons. And at a push of any button, I can summon the engineer, the accountant, the attorney, and the mechanic. It's who you know. Right. He knew the right people who can create the assembly line and the business for him, mm-hmm. yep. not what you know. Do you believe that what you know or who you know is more important and why? It's a really good question. I think probably who you know. And the reason why, I mean, obviously, you've got to be smart, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. I think the reason why who you know is more important is because it'll ultimately open up opportunities for you. And it'll allow you to grow, I think, a lot faster as an entrepreneur than if you were to sort of just be sitting behind your computer trying to do everything yourself with your, you know, your MBA under your belt and lots of smarts running around in your head. I mean, like, look, education is important. You know, being smart, being savvy, always learning, that's all important. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when you're having a bad day and you need to be picked up by someone you know, and you know who that person is, and you reach out to them, and they do exactly that, they pick you back up, no book is really going to do that for you in that instant, like the way a friend could. If you have a problem, and you know who can solve it quickly for you, or if you need an introduction to, you know, for example, I just bought a house back in the UK, and we're in the process of refurbing the house, and and I wanted some very specific lights Mm -hmm. hanging from the ceiling in my office studio in the home, Mm -hmm. and I spent hours looking online. And in the end, I ended up just reaching out to someone and saying, hey, you know that interior design lady, right, that's on TV? I need an introduction to her because I'm sure she's got trade friends that can hook me up with this. And literally, I kid you not, Travis, within two hours, I'd ordered the damn lights. (laughs) That was how quick it happened. So it just goes to show you, yes, who you know is way more important. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head in the very first part of that answer, Chris, when you said that if you focus on the who you know, you'll learn a lot faster that way. I think that's just, that's always the bottom line because I've asked this question now to over a hundred people that have come on the show and I get a wide uh, ranging, just answers that are very, you know, all over the place. Oh, it's both, it's combination. Mm -hmm. This one's a little bit more, you know, this one's what, this one's who. Everybody says something a little bit different for the most part. And that's always the thing that I come back to is that if you focus on the who, your what is just going to grow so much faster than it is by, you know, reading a book or taking a course. Now, are those things important? Yeah, of course. Like I'm always going through a book. I'm always going through an audiobook. I'm always listening to podcasts. That stuff is very, very important. But the bottom line is if I didn't make friends with John Lee Dumas, my podcast would be light years behind where it is right now. Even if I took his right. course, even if I bought his book, even if I did everything that he teaches, the personal relationship, the fact that I can shoot him a text and he texts me back and gives me some advice, like that is what's allowed me to exactly what you're saying, skip those levels, skip the rungs on the ladder, shorten that runway, whatever, however you want to say it. So um, 100% agree with you there. So if it's so important, this topic, if building relationships and building real friendships is so important, Chris, why do you think that so many people neglect to do it? I think, you know, a lot of people have their head in the sand. You know, a lot of people, I think, don't, they don't understand the importance of it and they need a situation to come along Hmm. for them to understand it and appreciate it. And sometimes, you know, that will come your way in obviously many different kind of avenues. But I don't know, I think a lot of people, until they actually experience it, they, I think they don't think it's as important as it really is. But once right. you do experience it, even just once, you realize that it really is. Yeah, <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Exactly. So I think it's probably a combination of just not knowing, just not experiencing, and maybe a little bit of, yeah, maybe a little arrogance. Yeah. Let's call it that. You know, I don't need the help. I'm mm. good. I've got everything covered. No, right. you don't. 
you definitely need <laughs> right. the help, you know? Right, exactly. Well, it just goes back to the whole time thing. Like, yeah, you know, you could probably figure it out, but it might take you two years. It might take you three years. Whereas you could just go talk to somebody that knows what they're doing and you can get it done in six months or three months. And just like you were right. saying with the example of the home decorator, you searched hours online and then within 20 minutes, this other lady like gives you the exact thing that Crazy. you need and you get the, get the lights ordered. You know, it's just so many people. I think, like you said, I think that that was a really powerful insight that you brought out, which is that they've never seen it happen. So they don't realize the power of it because they've never really done it. So they don't double down on it because they don't know that it's really powerful. Once you see it happen once, it's just kind of, it's almost kind of addicting. You know, you're like, oh man, that was that was awesome. I could have gone through so many mistakes and lost so much money, lost so much time if I would have tried mm -hmm. to do that by myself. And it's just becomes so powerful once you realize how much it can you know, benefit you in that short period of time. So going forward from this conversation, Chris, I know a lot of people don't like the word networking. Can you tell me your thoughts on that? And if you do like it, why? If you don't like it, why not? I don't have a problem with it. To be honest with you, I think it's how you personally perceive it. Like you say, a lot of people, not all the people. I personally don't have a big issue with it at all. Yeah. When I go to a drinks reception or to a dinner party or a coffee meeting or a conference, I know that I'm going to meet people that I've never met before. Some of them I'm going to gel with. Some of them I'm never going to see or want to see again. And so I guess if that's what you call networking, then I network. <laughs> yeah. I guess that'd be the question then. Do you think that networking is different from building friendships? Oh, without a doubt. Yes, absolutely. I mean, networking is exactly what I've just said it is. Building friendships and real true relationships, that's what happens after the networking. I mean, like if you think back to every single, or if you think of every single person that you, you know, like the way you were talking about John just a minute ago, like everyone mm -hmm. that's important in your life for whatever reason, you had a first interaction with them right. at some point. And let's get deep for a minute. I saw this on a tweet the other day and I was like, oh my gosh, that's so true. And at the exact same time, so sad. And the tweet read, random thought, at some point you went outside to play with your friends for the last time. Oh, hmm. brutal. Yeah. Like if you think of it like they're like brutal. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I want to be a kid again. I want to go outside <laughs> and play again. Right? Right, right. But it's just if you reverse engineer it back, every single relationship started with some sort of initial interaction, whether it be, you know, digitally or quote unquote in real life. So right. I think yes, networking and relationship building, completely different. Completely different. Relationship building to, is that next level. It's going from meeting at the drinks reception and maybe swapping business cards if you're trapped in 2010 or possibly just, you know, dropping each other's tweets or whatever real quick, right? I haven't given out a business card since 2014 now. Yeah. People still ask me, for, have you got your card? No, I, I'm, yeah. it's 2000, you know, no. So no, no, no. I really believe that relationships are exactly what happens over a period of time. You know, After, you look at what yeah. happened with your loved one, with your partner. I mean, you met him or her at some point for the very first time. Right. And then you took it to the next level, you know? Right. Right. I think that it's really important to define that because I think people network without thinking about the long-term relationship and it prohibits them from doing it the right way, meaning that they're thinking of networking in a different category too much to where they're not even thinking about the potential for a long-term relationship. They're only thinking about a short-term transactional relationship that's going to make them money tomorrow. How do you go about the balance of like, look, I'm networking to create a long-term relationship. Like I'm networking, meaning that I'm going to go meet a bunch of people, but I don't want to just like meet somebody and ask for business tomorrow when I get home and, you know, shoot them an email. How do you balance that? 
Well, be intentional about what you want to do, but also at the very same you know, stroke of that brush, understand that nobody likes anybody that's pushy. Like we love, as human beings, we love to buy. We love to buy, buy mm -hmm. people, buy products, buy holidays, whatever it is, mm -hmm. but we despise being sold to. Mm -hmm. We don't like being sold. I mean, you and I know that yeah. <laughs> from past oh, for experience, sure. right? <laughs> yeah. So they don't like to be sold to, but they're happy to buy. Right. So think of that and keep that at the forefront of your mind. And when you are building that relationship, if somebody is a potential customer of yours, for example, whatever industry you're in, is selling your product to them today or tomorrow that important to you? Nine times out of 10, if you're comfortable waiting, that initial transaction is going to be so much more pleasant for both of you. And it will more likely to lead to multiple transactions yeah, rather exactly. than trying to push it down their throat. I think a lot of people have that. They have a bit of a warped idea in terms of relationship building and, and what it truly means. Like for me, and I talk about this actually in Rise of the Upreneur, I, I talk about the importance of understanding you should be treasuring relationships, not using them. And too many people are doing that, particularly in the online business space where they want your email list. Right. Can can you right. email? Can you email? Can I come on your show? Can I, you know, they all want access to the people that you have worked your butt off right. to create and congregate around yourself because of your brilliance. They want a quick start hop mm -hmm. up that ladder and to get in front of your audience. And, you know, honestly, I can smell those people a gazillion miles away. <laughs> and obviously I turn around and walk in the opposite direction. Yeah. So I think that the longevity and understanding that, you know, you, you build relationships for the right reasons and you treasure them, that will sincerely pay its dividends over and over and over again, rather than trying to force it and, and, and make it happen too fast. Well, that's it for today's show. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you'd like to learn more about how we've been able to get some of the guests to come on the show, I've created a totally free resource called Meet Your Hero. So if you'd like to connect with people you respect and admire that are difficult to reach, you're going to want to go to travischapel.com hero to take action and start that training today. Have a wonderful rest of your day and remember to leave every relationship better than you found it. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.